Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today, I want to give a shout-out to a listener named Jacob. Jacob drew us all a picture from the Campground Powers Stories, and you can check that out at kidsstoriespodcast.com. Thanks for that picture, Jacob, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Today's story is titled, Never Trust a Pirate, Part 4. In Part 3 of Never Trust a Pirate, the group of heroes journeyed inland, to seek out a port that wasn't full of pirates in an attempt to get a ship and get back home. They knew the pirates would be after them, and they had no idea what this land had in store. Now, we join our team of heroes as they hike across this new landscape. There, said Ben-Ben, a bit out of breath. He pointed to a peak in the distance a high, solitary hilltop that would offer views far and all around. The group huffed along, following Ben-Ben to the hill, all too tired to really talk much. They knew that it was important to move through this land as fast as they could. The pirates surely tried to follow them in their ships, and maybe they even sent pirates up into the island on foot. Once they reached the foot of the gigantic hill, Ben-Ben and Tatiana volunteered to go up and have a look. No need for everyone to get tired out hiking up the hill. The rest of the group stayed down below, having a rest and some food. Tatiana and Ben-Ben looked down upon a beautiful scene. Lush forests were all around them as far as the eye could see. They had already trekked far enough that the beach they came from was out of sight. Tatiana noticed something in the distance. There, she said, pointing. Uh, looks like uh, a house, maybe a house. Some kind of building anyway, I think. Maybe whoever lives there could direct us to the nearest port. Maybe, said Ben-Ben. Either way, it's all we've got right now. Think we can get there before dark? Yeah, if we hurry, said Tatiana. The two ninjas rushed down the hill and told the others that if they hurry, they could reach this building in the distance before dark. Everyone took a breath and left the hill at a quick pace, heading north. 
The sun was setting by the time they neared the structure that they saw. Closer now, they could see that the building was a, a medium-sized home. There was a chimney with a slight stream of smoke wafting up above the trees. Flowers were planted around the house, and there appeared to be a garden behind it. The party crouched behind a felled tree and watched the house for a few minutes from a distance. We don't know what's in there, if they're friendly or not, but we need to check it out, said Ben-Ben. We need to go in without our weapons. Me and Bulis will lead the way. Tatiana, you stay back with the others. Keep an eye out, all right? Everyone watched as Ben-Ben and Bulis sheathed their swords and walked up to the house. About halfway there, the group heard running footsteps, big ones, loud ones. From off to the side, there was a blur, and in a flash, the two ninjas were knocked down. Tatiana had her bow drawn, but whatever it was was too fast for even her to track. She grumbled and leaped over the log they were hiding behind. She drew her bow back again and moved forward toward Benben and Bulis, searching for whatever had knocked them down. Ava and Atya rushed forward out in front, the fastest of the group. They sped forward with fighting sticks in each hand, running in the direction of the assailant. They saw what it was before anyone else. It looked like a bear wearing clothes. Well, well, it was a bear wearing clothes, and it appeared to be very angry. It skidded to a stop after knocking down Ben-Ben and Bulis, and then it spun around. It saw Ava and Atya first as they were rushing him together. It growled so loudly that the sound echoed for miles, and the girls could smell his breath. He rushed at them furiously. The girls leaped up toward him together, and the bear leaped as well and joined them in the air. He reached both arms out wide and swung at them with his massive claws. The girls both ducked their heads under his attack and each thwacked him in the ribs with their fighting sticks. The bear winced in pain and landed loudly on the ground. When the girls landed, they split apart and ran into the woods, not really wanting to try and take on a bear head on again. The beast raised his head and growled at Ben-Ben and Bulis, who were still woozy from being knocked down and were slowly standing up. Tatiana, Sam, and Harry were approaching the beast now. Tatiana flipped an arrow at the bear, and he grabbed it right out of the air. He threw it to the ground. He got to Ben-Ben and Bulis first. He reached down and grabbed them both by their clothes and lifted them in the air, positioning them in front of his body so Tatiana wouldn't try and shoot him with another arrow. There was a brief standoff. The bear holding Ben-Ben and Bulis, Tatiana with her bow pulled back ready to fire, Harry and Sam behind her ready for anything. For about three long seconds, no one moved or spoke. Then they all heard a hissing sound. They turned to see Ava and Atya standing next to the house, right next to an open window. Ava had her hand out and was holding a bomb, one of the many they had retrieved from the pirate ship, and its wick was lit. Drop the ninjas or the bomb goes in the window, said Atya calmly. You guys, said Tatiana to the girls, you can't just go tossing bombs every time we get in a tough spot. Can too, said Atya. Tick-tock, man-bear. The large bear-man thought for a second, and then gently put the two ninjas on the ground. 
Atya licked her thumb and middle finger, reached over, and pinched the sparkling wick of the bomb, putting it out. What do you bandits want? asked the bear. We're not bandits, said Ben-Ben. We're ninjas, and we need help. Why are you all sneaking around my house? asked the bear. Do you want the long version or the short version? asked Sam, stepping forward. Short, said the bear. Well, we were jailed by pirates, came to Drakport, escaped jail, blew up a ship, floated it up the coast, blew it up again, and now we're walking to the opposite direction of Drakport, looking for another port with ships so we can get back home. And the pirates are probably still after us, added Ben-Ben. Ugh, said the bear. I hate pirates. Sounds rough. I'm Duke. Come on inside and we'll square this away. Everyone went inside the home of Duke. They all had some tea and talked about their journey. The ninjas discovered that Duke was a werebear, like a werewolf, but, you know, a bear. He lived in the woods, and there were many others like him on this island. He knew about Drakport and kept his distance. He also knew of some other ports and shipyards on the other end of the island. The ninjas told him all about their journey, including Captain Gruber and the Oracle Stone. Duke had never heard of their home, the valley, but he had never left his forest before and suggested that perhaps the sailors in some nearby port towns would know where it, where it is. So they all agreed to stay there at Duke's for the night. It was already dark now, and the moon was obscured by the clouds. Moving through the forest in the dark would be both slow and dangerous. In the morning, Duke would take them all to the nearest port to try and help them find passage back home. The end. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you have any drawings or ideas to share, just have your adult help you email me at kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.